Hello and welcome to I Am Geek, and this is episode 159. My name's Ryan, I'm joined by my pal Catron, but not Chris. Chris is my brother Chris. You're going to have to figure out how to say that again when he's actually here. Like I know. Because it's been so long since he's been on, it feels like. I know, he's still he's still got the shingles. <laughs> we talked about that last week, his old man disease, even though I'm older than him. He still, we told him, take another week and rest. We'll, we'll knock it off your pay. <laughs> Take another. We don't get paid, but <laughs> but he's missing out because uh, we've got two special guests this week. Last week we had one special guest. This week, double your pleasure, double your fun. Last week you had a very special guest. Yes, we did. It. We had the great Omega from Crimson Dawn lightsabers. So we thought, what's what's the next step in this? We talked <laughs> about these cool lightsabers. What should we talk about next week? And I was like. We need to talk about what to do with these lightsabers once yeah. we have them. So I reached out to Saber Force Academy, and it's brothers. So, I mean, you fit right in here with us. Mm-hmm. Steve <laughs> and Shane Ludwig, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing excellent. We're very happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Hey, anytime. Thank you. So uh, we are going to dive into uh, basically... Lightsaber combat, lightsaber clubs, all kinds of stuff. Uh, how to how to kill people with lightsaber? No, no. no, what? No, we're not going to do that. No. We're not going to do that tonight. Jeez, that's in I'm Geek After Dark. So you got to join us. On our YouTube channel. The other channel. Yeah. No. Um, before I get to that, I, I thought you guys might find this interesting since I have some fellow Star Wars geeks on here with me. I started doing something this week. I started making. This is a little news, I guess. Making my own um, kyber crystals. Really? Yeah. So I have. Um, they're not going to show up on camera because I got a background, <laughs> but I've got two of these lightsabers from. Uh, I hold them against <laughs> my head or something. There you go. Uh, from Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> there we go. From Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And from Savi's workshop, and they take kyber crystals. You put them inside of them, uh, little mm. things. And I decided. What if I made my own kyber crystals to go inside my lightsaber? Where did you find the, the crystals? Oh, on a distant planet. A galaxy oh, okay. far, far away. Far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I took a... These are just... The ones that I made are just tests. Because there's RFID chips that go inside of them. And I, I ordered some from like AliExpress a long time ago. And they they haven't arrived yet. And I don't know if they will. So I got to find some other ones. I think I found some on Amazon. But so I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do something different with these first two test ones that I'm going to do because there's a lot of people that make these kyber crystals for this. I thought, okay, I'm going to do something interesting. So I decided to do in Galaxy's Edge, there's Savi's lightsaber workshop and there's the droid depot where you can build your own droid. And my son has one we built there and I have these lightsabers. So I decided, let's combine the two. And I made the first ever, I think it's the first ever, I've never seen them before, <laughs> droid kyber crystal. Really? I have a uh, C-3PO. What? And he's got his face <laughs> embedded in it, and then his chest plate embedded in the other side. <laughs> and I made, if you're on our YouTube, you can, you can see this. And I made yes. an R2-D2. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Kyber crystal. Lost. There you go. 
Yeah, yeah. Then his chest is placed on the other side. So his face is on one side, his chest is placed on the other side. So these don't have the RFID <laughs> chips in them, but they will. I'm going to make some. But basically, I just... I uh, People take the um, the ones you buy there and they make a mold out of them. I was like, I can do better than that. So I took it, took one that I bought there, and then I made like a... Took some clay and like sculpted these and then cast them in resin. So... So I may amazing. I'm gonna make some more. I've got like five more ideas in my head, and then I may start selling them. Oh then I have an idea. I'll send over to y'all. I'll text it to you. I there you think. go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, nice. I, I started making. I don't know if you guys have seen um, lightsaber sleeves that go over my lightsaber um, <laughs> blades. Right. <laughs> because um, you know everybody goes to. So, you know, when you go to Galaxy's Edge, everybody has the same lightsaber, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to make a sleeve that goes over top of my lightsaber that makes it look like the darksaber. Yeah. So I made a darksaber sleeve that slides over top of the actual blade. So you can't, like, fight with it or anything because it's decorative. And it's it off. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I, I made a thing that makes it stand on. Oh, okay. And um, it makes it look like a, a darksaber. And then I made another one because they have an elemental nature lightsaber. And I made it to look like there's vines going up and down the blade. Very nice. I'll show I'll show you guys later. I'll have to get them out. And I know the well, listeners okay. don't want to wait for that. So I'm going to make some <laughs> uh, kyber crystals maybe that go along with those two blade sleeves. And everybody loves those blade sleeves. But they, they keep selling out. And um, I, I just can't make them. Cool. Anyway, that's the plug for that. We're sponsored by I'm Geek Shop. <laughs> Find me on Etsy. Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shane's get... got a nice one. What? I said Shane's got a nice one. It's just straight Sith black. Matches the saber really well. Ah. Kind of like a, a sheath. Right. You have to show me when we sometime. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you guys when we get off of here. Uh, before you guys hang out. But anyways, let's get back to what we're here for. Not for me and my kyber crystals. These are no fun. I don't know. It seemed like it's all good. Oh. <laughs> I'm just... But we're here to talk... Uh, is Would the term be lightsaber combat? Would that be what we'd use? Yes. Right. That's what I would use. Is there, you know... I don't know if there is an official term. Uh, it, it's light-based saber combat is what it would be. Kind of called with uh, speed saber league and other um, other sword fighting uh, with lightsabers in general. So light based saber combat or light based fencing, mm-hmm. and that with the uh, light speed saber league, light based fencing. Cool. Very cool. So I, I guess we'll just start. You guys you can't can, use certain words. You can't use certain with certain words. <laughs> these aren't. Th- these are kyber crystals, but the the kyber is spelled with a C. <laughs> and the crystal the is spelled with a K. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so um, basically, I guess we could talk how you guys got started in this, and then we can get into basically what it's all about and how people can get into it. So how did the lightsaber or the sabers with lights combat start for you guys? I'm going to let him take it because he's the one who started it. Well, um, it was uh, it was mainly just fighting at the apartment complex in the backyard type of thing with you know close friends, and 
just really trying to get out of the house, get a little bit of a workout in, you know, get some fresh air and sunshine. And um, I've, I've never had any formal training whenever it comes to saber combat, but uh, I was able to really find, you know, my personal style by, you know, just doing the, the main motions and making it, you know, fit my style. And um, that was probably about uh, maybe six years ago, five or six years ago that I started really playing you know, but um, as time went by, you know, it got more exciting, but it wasn't up until about a year ago that I decided, you know, me and Steve were talking on the phone and I was like, hey, man, how cool would it be, right? You know, how cool would it be if there was a place where you could go and, you know, go out there with like-minded people and, you know, really lightsaber battle? And I told him, you know, I, I want to make a, 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 a group, you know, and, and he said, well, you know, basically, you know, get off the pot or stop. <laughs> you know? So right. Talking about it. That moment where I had to, you know, say, okay, I do need to go ahead and, and put some effort into this, and you know, here we are a year later, and you know, it's uh, it's been a cool a cool ride, and we recently had Steve uh, down to to stay with us during the pandemic, uh, you know, uh, just to kind of keep away from things. His lease was up, and it was it was that time after he got furloughed, but. Uh, we had a great time having him, and I learned so much sparring with him, and I know he learned a lot as well from, you know, the group and, and me and the time that we were able to, to, you know, do combat together, but he decided it's time to go back home, and he's going to start a group there, so it's great to see the sport growing and, and migrating, you know. For me, um, it started in a driveway. Uh, my brother and his new wife. Uh, newly married they came over to the house to visit with me and we all did a little bit of house painting and I, I put them to work you know and um, we had a nice time and then afterwards we went out into the back into the back uh, backyard the wraparound drive and my sister-in-law grabbed the phone and started to record and it was basically the first time I'd ever held a saber in my hand and this was uh, four years ago and um, I had this fear I'm one of these people who whenever it's time to go to the dance club, I'll have stage fright. After maybe a couple drinks, I can kind of like loosen up a little bit and enjoy myself. It's the exact same thing with holding a saber in your hand. I didn't know what to do with it. I had no instincts, a uh, little bit of stage fright. I'm like, this is cool. I can whoosh it around and make my sounds with it. But then when it actually came time to cross blades with my brother, um, I was a little gun shy. And he took his time. He's like, do this, do this. And all of a sudden, my body started to take over. My instincts started to take over. And he's like, that was good. Now do it like this. Let's do more. Let's do faster. Let's do, okay, now you attack me. And all of a sudden, I was having the time of my life. It was incredible. <laughs> and we put it on video. I popped it up there on YouTube. And it's still there. It's the very first video on my YouTube channel. And, <laughs> and um, you know, we weren't very close together. Like, he was in Galveston. I'm up there in Austin. And so we didn't ever actually get a t any chance to really develop it until um, I found the Austin Sabre League, which is very similar to what we're talking about right, right here. Um, it's just a little uh, group of people that are lightsaber enthusiasts, and they, they get together. You can, you're out there walking your dog in the park, and you see a flash of light. So you get a little bit closer. Oh, my God. Break out the phone. You're watching people lightsaber fighting. They're wearing fencing helmets. They've got lacrosse gloves on. This is really cool. 
what's this? A little bit more talking about it. The Austin Sabre League, Austin Sabre League, come on out. No charge whatsoever. You use the loner gear and it's very, very casual. Bring out the kids, bring out your boyfriend, bring out your girlfriend, bring out your uncle who's into Star Wars. And I just got to see this and I'm like, this is really cool. My brother's got a group down in, in Galveston and I started to work out my my defensive skills because those guys they like to attack and i'm like i'm gonna make sure that i'm taking this seriously someone's flinging a saber at my head i'm not worried about who gets the point first i'm worried about keeping their blade off my head so i so i decided to 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 become a defensive fighter come to find out that that's basically like what obi-wan did and guess what obi-wan's the last remaining jedi out of all of the you know like the thousands that were killed he's pretty good at defense so i was like all right i'm on the right track and then i came down i gate a little bit of skills with the austin saber league and then come furlough time uh, i was furloughed and uh, lisa was up spent time with my brother and it was three and a half beautiful months love you bro three and a half beautiful months of us just tearing it up and uh, we really pushed each other and it was incredible and i had such a passion for it such a passion for being involved in the uh saber force academy that i couldn't live without it in austin so we're i'm making my own in, in, in austin it's going to be kyber com or not kyber combat that's up in dallas but it's the kyber knights oh. so, Very cool. so it's just a community coming together so if you're going to be the kyber knights then uh are you going to get um, for your helmet? I, I, you should probably get one that looks like the uh, the uh, Knights of the uh, Knights of Ren or Knights of Repub- Old Republic. What are you? The Temple Guards. Uh, That's a big popular one. Everyone loves them for their helmets. Yeah. yeah so, what's the difference between? Um, you said a defensive style and an offensive style. So, how what what would be the difference in how that plays out? Well, a lot of the time, um, you know, you'll see Steve uh, maintaining that defense until the the opportune time to go ahead and strike. Um, and that's you know playing it smart, um, and he takes his time and he thinks it out, and um, it's a a weakness to a degree, but it's also a great strength. Um, that's the, the type of fighter he is. It's methodical. Uh, it's, it tempts you out and draws you in. And then out of nowhere, you take a hit and you're like, how did that happen? Um, but for me, I like to, I like to open the door myself and reach in and draw him out and throw him off. And, um, you'll see me a lot of the time I'm, I'm able to push myself with my brother because, uh, you know, he always told me, don't go easy on me. I want you to push me and it helped me to push myself. And that's what it's all about is, you know, having you know, mutually minded people coming together to, to train with one another instead of, you know, you're, you're training in your house. There's only so much you could do with different katas and forms and things, but you don't really find yourself as a combatant until you get into the, into the combat. And um, with my style, I, I like to move. I like to, to throw you off balance by confusing you, by getting in your area. And, um, Steve Adapter. Good at it. <laughs> so, would you say that you're the Anakin to his Obi Wan? 
Definitely. <laughs> yeah. You were my brother, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> now on the high ground, but that. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually quite a thing of beauty to watch a purely offensive fighter go up against a purely defensive fighter because you have a lot of contact. Um, someone who is, you know, like predominantly defensive, like myself, um, I'm handing the reins over to the offensive player to set this, to set the stage, to set the tone. And I keep, it's, it's like a dance, you know, like your defensive player is going to be throwing their blocks for every single strike that your offensive player or your offensive fighter is throwing. Here's a block, here's a block, 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 and that's exciting. It's contact. Whenever you've got um, some of the sports that are out there, the very first, you know, knuckle touch, the very first time that someone tips the edge of your of your foot, you know, everything stops, you have to go reset. The first contact, you know, it's like you've got a, a boxing match, you know, MMA fight, you're up in the ring, and the very first punch, the ref says, stop, go back. That would be, you know, like... It's dynamic to see a you know a, de- a purely defensive fighter go up against a purely offensive fighter because they can keep pace with each other if they're in the same level. So that's one of the things that I gleaned from from fighting with my brother is that his offense was so uh, it was merciless. <laughs> and, 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 and you know he I asked him to you know he, like he definitely knows how to tone it down for other other fighters but. But um, whenever he is mercilessly coming at me constantly, I can't attack. The, in his case, the best defense is a onslaught offense because I can't stop defending. Because if I stop defending and I strike, oh, I take the saber to the head, <laughs> to the helmet, that is. And that's just how, like, you've seen, if you see a couple of the other videos, I'm like, I can feel the wind wishing the air around my face from the saber it's just and i'm blocking and i'm blocking but i can hear it whizzing past my face <laughs> back when i had my long beard is blowing in the wind you know like <laughs> lightsaber you know so so have you had any uh injuries oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> lots of uh you know for a long while we you know, we were of the mindset that, hey, if we get hit, don't be a baby about it. You got hit because you didn't block yourself. <laughs> it, it helped a lot of us to really grow, you know, to the point where we understood the value of setting the tone, being the example to follow. Put a fencing helmet on, put some gloves on. If you don't want to wear nothing else, that's okay. You know, you know, if you're a fella, you need to wear a cup, but these are the gear requirements you know, some people want to learn the hard way and I'm, I'm one of them because i remember the the path to that pain that i experienced was because of my own inexperience and i want to change that i want to learn that and if it was a real lightsaber i'd have lost the arm you know so i want to get to the point where i'm not being hit where i don't have to worry about wearing gear but i do have to set the example and lead by example by you know making sure i've, I've got my chest armor i've got compression shirts i've got um, compression leggings that have um, you know padding in the knee and in the, the thigh and 
Um, we have our fencing helmets and, and padded gloves. Steve has very similar, you know, armaments to make sure that we're not getting hurt because we are going full contact between me and him. And full speed, heavy, heavy grade blades. You know, thick wall blades, super, super heavy contact with these. Poly- like it's it's a club. Yeah, it's a I club. mean the heavy grade blades I, kill somebody if you wanted to. If, if you put time, they could really do some damage, and that's one thing that we're teaching at Saber Force is, you know. Uh, through that moment of, of pain where you, you know, you end up getting hit in the arm and you didn't expect it and you're like, ow, ow, ow. But, you know, breathing through that moment, finding the discipline to, to focus through that, it's helped a lot of our members to really learn to discipline their mind. And it's helped me a lot. And my brother's um, been hit several times. Whenever we weren't wearing armor, he got hit in the head two times by one of my members. And, uh, in the same spot, he had a golf ball on his head, but you can see it in the videos. You could, you know, not everybody's not good with pain, and that's just something that over time you start to, you know, it, it starts to gradually taper off, and it doesn't affect you the way it used to whenever it was fresh. But Steve got hit in the head two times, and I have it on video, and it was the same fella, but he took a deep breath. He channeled his focus into calming his mind and letting that pain subside and and having you know having that for young people these days people don't know how to control themselves they don't know how to they don't know how to act and i'm not saying that derogatorily i was the same way and that's one of the big reasons that i started doing this and wanted to do this for my communities because i did grow up around gangs and i did get beat up by gangs and i did have to learn how to you know be confident in myself and get away from alcohol and away from drugs and the lifestyle that I was led into, you know, through my circumstance, I had to grow to be more than what I was. And my music and this were the things that did it for me. I was able to have a constructive channeling of my inner energy uh, in a constructive way that, you know, wasn't hurting the people around me. It was helping them. And that's something I want to share with the world. I know Steve feels very strongly about it as well in the same way that, you know, this is something that can really touch people's lives. And, you know, even if it's just, hey, I'm, I'm overweight and I'm a diabetic or this, that and the other, I need to get out and do something active. You know, you get out and you have great people around you that are all uh, being positive and loving on one another. And, you know, it, it's what it's all about for us. Yeah. They play music, too. I do. Um, for a long time, it was all about myself, but I've recently started uh, venturing towards, you know, uh, doing praise music and things, kind of alternative oh. praise music, so I can give back for all the good that I've gotten. Oh, cool. That's cool. that's what I did, uh, well, I mean, in college. I mean, I, I'm oh. a, uh, uh, right now I'm a stay-at-home dad, because we moved here for my wife's job, but for 16 years, I was full-time, uh, Worship minister and youth minister. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, since COVID, I haven't played out anywhere. I wasn't mm-hmm. traveling around and playing at churches, but since COVID, that sort of shut down. So the guitar just sort of sits over there. Yeah. This conversation's going to go a lot longer after we're finished. Uh, after we're finished, we're, cool. <laughs> we're going to have a lot more time talking about <laughs> uh, Cool. Cool. Which is, it's funny. Uh, student ministry, or back then, it's called youth ministry uh, <laughs> called student ministry now, uh, was where I did my first um, lightsaber combat before probably that was even a thing. Um, I was interning at the church I grew up at 
And there there was no Crimson Dawn. There was no um, fancy lightsabers. Uh, there was Hasbro. Backyard. Yeah, there, <laughs> there we had um, PVC pipes yep. that we made into lightsabers. This was um, probably right before Attack of the Clones came out. <laughs> yeah, so this was a long time ago. <laughs> in a in a state far far away in Tennessee, um, but we uh, the guy that I was interning for we wanted to do a big event for the students and we did this overnight like back when I was a youth back then we'd have these things called lock ins I'm getting off on the uh, yeah it, it comes back it comes full circle here in a minute um, yeah and we decided we wanted to do an epic one and we were gonna build we were gonna make this whole storyline because we were both Star Wars fans and we called the thing underground. And the whole thing was about uh, this underground organization that was trying to overthrow the government. So we had this like empire type government. We had people, we had actors coming from the college. They had, they donned our version of stormtrooper costumes and they wandered the halls um, while the, the kids were divided up into different sections of the city. It was like a three story church. So there's plenty of room. Um, and then I was, the um, evil overlord, which funny, this was before Attack of the Clones, right before it came out. We decided to name the evil order, the overlord, um, Tyrannus, mm. which before we knew about <laughs> Darth that's really funny, Tyrannus. And then when we found out, we we're like, you gotta be kidding me, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so we built these, um, Lightsabers out of PVC pipe, wrapped them in black light, like fluorescent tape, and then lined the corridor thing of the church uh, foyer thing with black lights. Wow! So the all the we had like over a hundred kids there, and they were they were gathered around the like the the balcony and around us, and then all the lights go off, and the black lights come on, and it looks like we have lightsabers, and we planned a whole Fantastic. routine where we, we did the fight, and we went full, we, went, we were like, we're going to go hard, because it's just us, you know, it's not the kids fighting, we're going to go hard, and we didn't have any gear, we didn't have gloves or anything, and I took one of the hand, and I, I thought, oh, well, that hand's fine, <laughs> it's, it's going to hurt so bad. <laughs> um, but we did, I did somersaults. We did all kinds of stuff, but it was such a blast. Um, and we did that a couple more years uh, like that. But, uh, so that was so long ago. And I, I've, I've been a Star Wars fan since I, you know, a kid. So I've missed the, the lightsaber battles. And now we have these cool lightsabers in places where we can go to do it. Um, there's no reason, like you said, not to do it. A lot of people think also, you know, I, I can't get into that. I can't do that. You know, and they get out there and they, you know, they move it around and they're like, you know, it's like, well, do this, try this, stand this way, you know, do this type of slash, you know, and they start getting into these motions and we start running these drills and, you know, we start it real slow and it starts moving and then they're all of a sudden within one minute, they're going strike, 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 walking and everything. That's Every time. A couple of moments, everybody that tries it falls in love. And if they don't want to be, you know, part of the action, spectating is so much fun. It's it's the sport of our century is light-based combat. 
as you know there's been everything else that we've had everything's just expanded on what was already there you know very similar to you know fencing hema you know sword combat that's the olden style you know and it's still entertaining it's a lot of fun it's gaining a lot of steam and, and uh with hema and things getting a lot of attraction but then you know you see the space version of that and it awakens that force inside of you and you say you know oh, i couldn't do that but you decide to come out by the time you're done, you're like, I just lightsaber fought. And it was awesome. I feel like a Jedi. I feel like a Sith. But then you start getting more involved in it and starting to see that it's a, a team of people that are helping one another to grow in their discipline, their focus, their love for their neighbor. You know, we, we don't allow any type of ill will, any type of ill conduct and things whenever it comes to our members, you know, it's something that we take very seriously is that we honor one another with our fighting and that we, you know, cherish one another and love one another. And um, that's how it's going to grow into, you know, I don't, I don't want to see no smack talking to people. Actually, I saw a, a championship round between the uh, Sabre Legion, which is another format. It's another league, it's one of the greatest ones. Uh, in the United States by way of size. But uh, this one guy, you know, he was the reigning champion. And um, this new guy comes in and he starts, he takes the microphone from the ref and his cinematic appeal and starts smack talking this guy who's, you know, been there for his community and things. And he didn't say a word back. He just stood there taking it. The guy ranted on him for a minute, minute and a half talking about, is this who you to be your champion? And he ended up winning, you know, and that's okay. <laughs> Whoever wins, that's fine, you know, but show honor to one another. Yeah. Give love to one another and that kind of stuff. I want to see everybody at the end of the match, you know, whenever this COVID stuff is finished, I want hugs. I want fist bumps, you know. I want people to be proud that they were sparring with their fellow man, you know, in, in a spirit of, of uh, sportsman conduct. Yeah, don't be a Sith. Be a Jedi. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's fun to uh, it's fun to say, you know, I identify as a Sith, I identify as a Jedi. I'm more of a, you know, just a Mandalorian bounty hunter coming to kill both of you. But <laughs> um, but when it comes to actually channeling that dark side of the Force, you know, um, the the fighter who who knocked me on my head, he is a lot of fun to fight with, especially when you have a helmet. Um, but <laughs> but he channels that dark side of the force and he, 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 he does a little bit of like, you know, um, Emperor Palpatine snarling and making his lunges. And it's so thrilling to be in that energy. But he's not really channeling the dark side of the yeah. force whenever you see someone that is like, like taking out their frustration or their anger Killing in a fight. You're, you're at it. <laughs> Nobody's killing younglings. That's good. <laughs> you know, hope not. Because <laughs> they're mine and they're his. <laughs> so has um, um, anyone ever come dressed in full Jedi or Sith uh, robes? No, they have not yet. No. That's something, you know, the, the role play aspect of it, it's a lot of fun and things, you know, the cosplay aspect and things. We have found a lot of the time, though, that whenever you have unnecessary things on you in the middle of combat, it, it, it actually, you know, uh, one of our other members, he was wearing this large jacket and it looked really cool, you know, but it was catching the blade whenever it should have been a, a kill strike, you know, for our league. 
that we created. It should have been a strike that would have gained a point, but the jacket caught it. You know, if you know, if you have a cape on that's heavy, you know, uh, they just things that are protruding from your your protective equipment. It, it's something that you know we we try to steer away from because it is. We're trying to model this as a sport so that you know we'll see this on you know ESPN and things like that. We want people to take it seriously, and we do want to have those nights though very soon where it's like that's bring your cosplay gear. We are having the cosplay event whenever they have. Yeah a new uh, Star Wars universe movie come out. We want to be those people that Alamo Drafthouse and Cinemark, they call us out and say, can you guys show up at our, you know, movie premiere? We're like, of course, we'll be there. And that's actually something that happened in Dallas with our friends at Kyber Combat. Uh, Kevin and Kyle and George and all the great guys over at Kyber Combat in Dallas, they were called over by the... um, the Alamo Draft House for uh, The Force Awakens, I believe, whenever it came out, and they were called out to come out and, you know, do a display. And they had, um, they had the Imperial Admirals outfits. One guy was dressed as Boba Fett, you know, a bunch of stormtroopers and and things like that. That's part of the love too. So we definitely want to have those nights, but you know, it it, it does somehow uh, sometimes interfere, you know, with taking a strike or striking effectively. You know, if you have a bunch of, you know, role play gear on. Yeah. But I know Steven has, uh, Steve has his feelings as well about it. <laughs> well, I shouldn't show up in my collar. Talking about my nerd cape. <laughs> oh, you have a cape? <laughs> yes, oh, I do. yeah. <laughs> I've got a cape. <laughs> I have a, uh, a Kylo Ren costume that I have that I've worn to. Uh, two or three different conventions. Excellent. Uh, pretty cool. The, the only thing is the mask fogs up like crazy. So it's like, uh-huh. We had purchased some of those masks because we found them for a good price. It was just the airsoft masks. You know, they, they take a hit, but they fog up really bad. So we had to learn the hard way there. <laughs> for the combat part. But, uh, you know, you can't see a lightsaber coming whenever it's all misty and fogged out. It just gets real bright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have them. I have a Mandalorian helmet. Awesome. <laughs> but well, cool. So what? What gear? Somebody getting into this? What gear um, should they look into? And what? Um, I guess if somebody's going to save up for what? What price points? What should they save up for? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was having a discussion with someone recently about this. That you can go to, um, like Shane has mechanics gloves he got uh um, uh, you know he he has a pair of mechanics gloves that have the um they have bars along the center line of the finger like hard plastic bars that'll bend at the knuckles but if you were to spread your hands apart there's no real padding it's literally just sort of like almost a canvas glove those plastic bars Mm. and He's a very, like, it's hard to get hits in on him and his, <laughs> his hands so much that it's hard to actually hit his hands. If Shane were to go up against Shane, then he would go and get some lacrosse gloves because, ow. <laughs> but myself, I went and I went and got, like, I don't know if it was $95 or $130. I really don't know. I got the best pair of lacrosse gloves that I could put my hands on. 
mm-hmm. or in, wow. and and uh, they take very good care of me. Um, <laughs> but that being said, you know, um, I could, if I wanted to, spend five hundred dollars on a pair of lacrosse gloves, <gasps> or I could go to academy and get them for thirty. You see, it's it's literally just about um, you try something. If it's not working, then you know, upgrade your gear. Um, that's, uh, you know, like you're the gloves, probably the number one first thing that I would say, uh, to someone who is aspiring to experiment with this, um, even before a helm, um, I would say gloves because you can intentionally avoid the head, but every single person who puts a saber in their hand, they go across from someone within 60 seconds, maybe two minutes, someone's going to take a hit to the hand and it's just going to like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay, so that, that's real. That it wakes you up. Yep. It's the stinging feeling in your toes type of feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something that, you know, it, it isn't no light tap, you know, and we're actually developing um, something with foam. And we've actually been talking with Omega about um, a foam sleeve, you know, would make it for training blades and helping youngsters to be able to get used to it and things. So that's something that can be expected from Crimson Dawn real soon. Uh, it's been a real delight to to have met uh, Omega and to you know speak with him. We actually we talked with him whenever we did our fundraiser. That's how I met you fellas, uh, I believe. Uh, and uh, you know we, the fundraiser did great. We ended up setting out to raise two hundred bucks, see what we could get for the team to help us, you know, to keep moving forward. Ended up bringing in six hundred dollars worth of donations over across you know about twenty people. Uh, you, uh, Omega ended up donating us several lightsabers to help us have loaners for people to come out, several blades, and um, you know he's just been a real advocate for us. And you know we've been talking a lot further about things and you know just developing a relationship with him. And he's a very genuine person and he's very kind and. That's uh, the type of person that we want to be associated with, obviously, because he's got a bunch of lightsabers in him. <laughs> you know, also, just the genuine factor that he brings, he brings his heart to the game. And we were talking earlier with him about, you know, just his customer service and things. And uh, he had, you know, mentioned this lady because, you know, we mentioned something this, to, to think about it. This, this lady ended up not being able to pay her insurance bill. And she was like, I just bought this saber, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm in a bind now. And. I'm looking to sell this saber for a hundred bucks. She was selling it on marketplace and he saw that and he, you know, went and, and said, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry that you're having hard times right now. Go ahead and send that back to me. I'll send you a shipping label. I'll refund your cost. And it's a lot easier for me to resell this thing than it's going to be for you to sell. And that kind of attitude, it shows us in the, the combat community, but also just in lightsaber community or fan community in general, that, you know, there are people out there that have a heart, they care. And it's not always about the buck with them. And it, it makes a big difference. You know. Um, no, Omega really loves his lightsaber community. Uh, he loves his community in general. But when it comes to the lightsaber community, um, some some might say that's my bread and butter. Um, and he, he knows how to take care of people. And he's very passionate about taking care of people. Um, myself and my brother Shane... A couple of Texas boys, you know, um, we're just uh, lightsaber enthusiasts. We're passionate about what it is we do, and um, we get on the phone with uh, Omega, you know, owner of Crimson Dawn lightsabers or Crimson Dawn sabers, and we 
we uh, just have a grand old <laughs> like kids in candy shop. We we right. were able to bounce ideas off each other, and, and he wants to know what the fighters want. What does the community want? And you know, he's asking us to kind of inspire that mixed wave of, of you know lightsaber type stuff, and it's it's super cool to know him and. You know, but uh, he's he's helped us a lot, but he's also going to be coming very soon to visit us. And, you know, he, I, I've let him know, you know, he, he, he's done so much for us at Saber Force. I let him know um, that, you know, he's got a founder's pass any day of the week, anytime he wants to come, you know, just, you know, just come and see us. And, and he wants to, you know, it, it just gives me joy to see, you know, you know, the high and the low. They all say, I'd like to be a part of that. And everybody can everybody's equal that's cool so when he comes i'll have to you'll have to tell me when he comes to see you maybe i can uh sneak down and say hi to you. that'd be great we're planning on having a whole slew of lightsabers on a table he's going to give a demonstration and you'd be welcome to come it'd be real great to have you down yeah that'd be cool i'll, I'll mask up <laughs> and we do bring purell we don't provide the mask <laughs> But we do have Purell, so at least we're slathering people with it, you know. <laughs> put it all over the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Safety. We do wipe the lightsabers down. <laughs> and we do sterilize the gear. It's something that we take, you know, very seriously. It's, you know, it's a hard time that we live in. We didn't, we didn't really think, hey, this is going to be a hard time, but it is. And, you know, that doesn't mean people need to, you know, segregate and shut off and hermit. You know, we just need to be cautious and be you know, loving towards others and making sure that we're not going to hurt them, you know, through our choices. And so we definitely want people to be aware of that when they come out to our meets to make sure that, you know, they're not only protecting themselves, but protecting the other people there. And, um, you know, the, the team's real great about, you know, making things happen that need to happen. It's just really great to be a part of it. Cool. So what kind of, uh, because I know that there's lightsabers with the LEDs in the hilts, there's lightsabers with um, LED strips. What's the best lightsaber to uh, for combat? The crimson. Well, the course, crimson <laughs> dawn, but uh, because I know with the with the uh, the ones I have from Disney World, um, they say that you could combat with them, but really, I mean, it's got an LED strip to running up the middle, so there is a danger with breaking those, right? Yeah. Um, it, 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 like. Um, Omega, uh, just earlier, he was letting us know that he's running out with a, um, a new NeoPixel Blade format for fighter sabers. Oh, cool. And whenever Omega stands there and says, I'm going to bring the fighters a NeoPixel Blade, I'm going to put it in your hand and see how it works, you know, test it out for us. And he's very serious about quality, battle-tested, I'm really looking forward to having my hands on that because that's always been a point of contention for the lightsaber community. We've got all of our stunt sabers. We've got a couple that have sound. We can fight with these. We can fight with these. Um, don't touch my NeoPixel. That's for twirling. Yeah. <laughs> delicate matter. You know, like these uh, these saber artisans that are, you know, putting together their seven, eight, nine hundred dollar lightsabers for their clients. They have NeoPixel with all the best sound fonts, etc. And then they take a strike on the NeoPixel blade, and one of the one of the lights, the LEDs goes out. It's not going to happen with Crimson Dawn products. 
and we're very excited about that. I'm super excited about that. For us to get ready because he needs us to to put it through the ringer again. We were able to we were able to do our battle tester review for the sabers that he sent us, and you know I I, I, said, I told him, hey man, you sent us these sabers. You mind if we put these to the test? We want to see what these can go through in battle. Is there a sound saber? We were we we're prejudiced against sound sabers <laughs> combat. Because it's gonna, it's, something's gonna happen. It's gonna shut off. It's gonna malfunction with other companies that they have. And I gotta restart. I gotta lose my chance at a point. You know, things like that that you know take away from the joy of the sport. But then we received these two Crimson Dawn just base models. You know, they had the colors and things, but they were just some of the 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 main models that he has. And you know, I I told Steve, I said, let's put these to the test. He told us he could. And I said, let's take it even further. I want to test out the thick wall blade, which is the heavier one, versus the little thin one that he has. I want to see what it can go through. And we put it through as much abuse as we could within that amount of time. And all I could say was, this is the combat saver for me because, no, I can have sound. I can have flash on clash. I can have any color I want. I can have aluminum that's, you know, sturdy and it's not going to fly out of my hand. It's not going to snap off on the blade. You know, I, I was able to have a saber that I could trust, not only for me, but for the person I'm fighting. And um, it, it's really nice. And also him saying, hey, you, do, you guys did a great job on that one. I'm coming out with this. I want you to do a real test. This is the Neo okay. Pixel. This, uh-huh. is the, this is the problem child. <laughs> one that it's... doesn't want to work for us and obey us. But I made <sighs> one. And I want to see. I, he told us he wants us to rate it toughness and like okay <laughs> I, know and, I, I know i trust his products right and and that's what i was that's what i was saying ryan to answer your question because you are asking you know led tricree neopixel what are you know so when it comes to fighting um the led uh your single leds and then your tricree leds is a difference of brightness but it's going to be one color and then they do have um they do have a couple where you can toggle back and forth between RGB to get different color combinations with your tricree, you know. Uh, so the LEDs are LEDs are LEDs, right? Um, and those are very, very, very typical with your stunt sabers, with uh, which is a saber without sound. Um, uh, that's what a stunt saber is, a saber without sound. Um, but then you've got your NeoPixels, and with today's product, produced by today's companies, no, you do not want to take a NeoPixel into battle because that is a $120 blade, just the blade. Mm-hmm. So the blade is about $125, and, um, and you know, like you go through blades. You go through them. Yeah. And, um, so you're going to have to replace them. time to that. So you really need, <laughs> you know? It's plenty bright. (laughs) Right, right. So today's current standard, um, it's a point of contention with the Sabre community how much a NeoPixel blade can actually take because no one really wants to to keep going until one breaks. (laughs) So no one really knows. But to answer your question, Crimson Dawn, because they're going to be bringing out all of the best, everything. Yeah, li- listeners, watchers, if you haven't checked out their YouTube channel, uh, Saber Force Academy, that video I've watched it, uh, and it is pretty funny how uh, much punishment you guys give those blades. 
And it's like, at one point, I was like, oh gosh, he's like swinging a baseball bat, swinging that axe at the thing. And, uh, you know, you finally bent one of the thin wall ones uh, pretty much in half with the heavy one. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was funny to watch. You should definitely check that out. All right. So uh, now, now for the fun part. Or the, uh, the it's all been fun, but <laughs> the part boring whenever, until now. No, no. I'm, well, <laughs> whenever I have somebody on that is a Star Wars fan, so I'm guessing you guys are Star Wars fans, not just lightsaber fans. I have to. I have to ask them. Uh, first off, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? I'll go first. I'll go first. And um, some people are not going to like me for this, and I don't care. (laughs) Remember, I I control the button here, so if I don't like it. (laughs) Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. So um, my favorite Star Wars movie is Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. I'm fine with that. That's good. Reason why. Um, I love that movie was because um, ever since Return of the Jedi or ever since, you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back started wondering about this Darth Vader character, you know, and then um, we get to see him have feelings. We get to see him change in um, and Return of the Jedi and. I was wondering how did this person become who he, you know, like whenever Phantom Menace came out, we see little cute little, you know, chubby cheek Anakin. And I'm like, how do we get from there to here? Well, that movie answered it. And it answered it as fully and as completely. um, The plot was as saturated as it possibly could be. That is the one thing that could push someone all the way is to kill young younglings all for a hope, a twisted hope, and the um, torment to turn yourself into a mass murderer at the whim of a of, of of you know like your new master to do whatever he says for that one thing. That's the one way that Anakin really truly could have become Darth Vader. And to me, I saw beauty in that. Uh, I saw beauty in the pain. So. That's why I love that movie so much because and and then oh god the battle between him and Aunt, him and Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. ripping brothers apart it was horrible horrible wonderful so that's my favorite James mine has got to be Empire Strikes Back it always has been it always will be it will never change um, opening at Hoth building that story he. He could have died real easy, you know, without uh, Wampa in that cave. And, yeah. you know, Han shows up. He doesn't care. He's saving his brother. You know, he, he pulls a lightsaber out and gets that sucker and <laughs> slides him in there and keeps him warm. You know, it's, it shows how they heal him. And, um, you know, he, you know, they have the battle with the, the snow speeders and, you know, they, they wrap the legs and bring that big old sucker down and, you know, he meets Yoda, and, you know, starts his <laughs> Jedi training, you know, and, and he fights Darth Vader finally, you know, and uh, he saves his friends. His friends are lost. He loses his hand and his lightsaber. He's screwed. 
know, he ain't got nothing left. But, you know, he's saved. It gives that hope again. And, you know, uh, a and very close second him. to me is The Return of the Jedi. But I definitely agree with um, Revenge of the Sith. That movie really answered a lot of questions. And it held the number one lightsaber battle that's ever been. Uh, that they've reenacted and things on stage and in performances and things, but you can never get it quite right. It was a work of art. It was mastered. Cool. All right. So, favorite uh, character in all of Star Wars? In all of Star Wars. R two D two. Oh yeah. <laughs> that makes Always me happy. My God, Jen is definitely um, definitely a very close second for me. <laughs> Everybody loves Qui-Gon, but I remember being a little kid and seeing him tell old Anakin, you stay in that speeder, you stay in that you know spaceship. And he's like, okay. He's like, I know you're going to fly that sucker into space and blow this thing up. That's why I told you to stay there. You know? <laughs> no fool. He was smart. He saw things, you know. But he's definitely uh, my favorite force-oriented uh, person. Um, favorite character. I'd have to say, um, I, I, it's really hard to say. Um, no, it's R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> it's no brainer. Um, honestly, I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have to say probably Darth Vader. Anakin, Anakin, Darth Vader. I mean, um, I don't love the whiny, you know, hormone-driven Anakin. <laughs> Like, uh, just cut off that little tassel from his, you know, like um, <laughs> rat tail. Kill a young lady. But honestly, there's, um, I am, um, I'm, I'm, I'm about energy, and I'm about good energy, especially in my life. But whenever you watch him on camera, it's like George Lucas said, the actor, <clears throat> George Lucas said, the actor is brilliant. You know, Hayden Christensen is brilliant. And, um, a lot of people are on the fence about this, especially after, you know, Attack of the Clones and, you know, sand, it gets everywhere and, oh, my love. And I, you know, so not everybody loves Hayden Christensen or Anakin, but honestly, there's just so much energy that he puts out in every single scene. You can read his emotions like a book. And I dig that. Well, I mean, he has, he had, I mean, this is a whole other podcast, probably. but um, he's, he had to be like that because if you go back to New Hope, I mean, Luke was like that. He was. You know? And you are your father's you know, son. So you got to have Latin Anakin a little bit to show, you know, that that's, that, that they are father and son because Luke is, I want to go to Tashi Station. You know, he's got that <laughs> whiny, you know, he's. I mean, he's a whiny teenager at that point, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's all right. Uh, okay, so favorite canon lightsaber, like lightsaber in canon in the Star Wars universe. Not a lightsaber cannon. No. Which that would be cool, though. I mean, that would be really. You could turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost hard for me to answer because they're from a fighter's perspective. Like it's kind of like you know a NASCAR driver's perspective, and and asking him what his favorite is between you know your Nissan or your Toyota. A NASCAR driver's thinking about how how it acts, right? Wow. So from a fighter's perspective, I need to be able to hold my saber in my hand 
and feel it and become one with the saber. And all of those cannon ones, they have protrusions and odd little you know, odd little things poking out from them. And I'm like, that's got to be incredibly painful to hold. Yeah. Even Darth Vader's, you know, even the Graflex, um, uh, even the Darth Maul, um, you know, like dual staff. It's got those huge buttons popping off of it. Um, I'd have to say that my number one favorite saber, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is going to be uh, Count Dooku. Okay. Because it has that, um, that uh, like, you'll when, when you actually speak with people who use curved hilt sabers, it gives them an edge. And I, I'm looking forward to my first curved hilt so I can see what that edge is. But... Um, but yeah, like it, it is a beautiful saber. It's got silver, black, um, a hint of red, and it's got that little lip at the tip, which is very interesting. And um, so, as a fighter, I would say Count Dooku. Uh, Jane, favorite cannon lightsaber? Well, it would be for selfish reasons. It wouldn't be functional in combat, unfortunately. Um, the emitter hole is just too small. Or the uh, emitter will is too uh, short; it wouldn't hold the blade. Um, but the Return of the Jedi Luke saber is my favorite. Um, it's a good one. It's definitely followed closely by Qui Gon's, oh. you know. But um, for combat, if I had to choose a cannon-inspired uh, saber for combat, it would definitely be Qui Gon's. It's too; it's super sleek. It's very simple. Has grip. It's not too much, and it looks real uh, appealing. Yeah. With Yoda's as an offhand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I there's just so many. I just love so many of them. Um I have the Sokatana ones and it's not bad uh as far as handling the yeah, the curved uh because you don't there's no buttons or weird things on it. It's just a sleek curve. So that that's pretty cool. And then I have uh, Mace Windu's. Um, so that one's that's pretty fun too. Um, awesome. I've got tons of lightsabers laying around here. Um, <laughs> but okay, so okay, then last favorite lightsaber color. <laughs> um, my uh, mine has recently been swayed because my brother bought me as a gift a photon green blade. Oh, nice. This is cool, y'all. I'm gonna go get a saber, and and and, and I'll, I'll step away for a second, but let him go through that. That's really cool. But it's uh, it's green tinted, so whenever you put the a blue color through it, it gives it kind of a radioactive green. But the other colors still go really nicely in it. But you can see uh, with the crimson dawn lightsabers, it has a white flash on clash whenever it takes an impact. Yeah. Um, so with this particular one, you see how it's green now, but the kind of hue that it gets whenever it has uh, my favorite bow with the green is the red. It looks super cool. It has kind of like a kind of a radioactive edge on it. It looks really cool. But also, whenever you uh, do the flash on clash, it flashes green. So oh, those cool. those are my two favorite colors. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but with this uh, with this blade, it's it's super cool because you can put any color through it. It looks really great. Uh, with Steve's day blade, his red one, it looks really nice. But uh, it's a toss up. I've always been a, a huge fan of green. It's my favorite color. But 
you know, I'm a Sith at heart, so red is just the standard <laughs> there. So I found a way to to bring both into it. There you go. Yeah, cool. So there's um, I'm gonna turn off my background here for a second and bring out this one. Um, this is not a red blade. This is it looks pink, doesn't it? Yeah, or purple oh. or something. Yeah. There's no force that, you know, like with, like these cameras don't pick up these uh, these colors properly. Uh-huh. But this is um, this is a little loner that I have on me at all times to hand off to somebody, you know, from Crimson Dawn, and it goes through the full RGB color spectrum. But I really love this this super super saturated beautiful like in like in life it's just like extremely beautiful saturated color but um this is kind of like a, a pink darth bane style um uh, you know blade and it's uh it's very nice cool. um, a lot of like many many ladies love it as a as an option and then um a lot of the guys really enjoy it too because it's just such a pop of color really takes you by surprise yeah is that Yeah, it's on. <laughs> Is that Mara Jade's color? I'm trying to remember what her color was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. The the coolest thing about the uh, one one of the coolest things about building your lightsaber at Disney, in, in that um, Savi's workshop thing, is when they start out, they say, "I want everybody to close your eyes," and they and they say, "We're gonna choose the 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 color is gonna choose you." <laughs> and they're like, don't think about it. Just the first color, and they name the colors. The first color that comes into your mind, like when your eyes are closed, that's the color that you should choose because it's calling to you. And it's just really <laughs> cool how they play that up. I chose green when I went there because um, I was like, ah, it just sort of came to me. <laughs> but I've always liked the green. I, and, and it's funny, I think I've talked about it before. The reason, the whole reason that we have a green lightsaber is because. They were filming against blue right. sky, and the blue didn't work. So it's cool that <laughs> that's how we got it. That's awesome. It's cool that you uh, mentioned that because um, whenever we were visiting with uh, Omega, he he told us, "Hey, you know, go ahead and, and pick out you know your dream saber out of what I have here," and we were able to basically Franken saber our sabers oh, to be. Cool what we wanted the hilts to be awesome. uh, with all these random parts that we had you know available to us he he really spoiled us uh, <laughs> yes. but you know he's just he's been a great advocate of saber force and the the combat community uh steve was able to make this one here oh, cool. it, it's got the sleeve it's got that um that kind of palm well uh pommel on it and that s uh emitter at the top there with the emitter holes and you know the same standard features you see on on all of the the crimson dawn lightsabers and hilt recharge and the the full color spectrum and recharge battery and actually i just oh. mentioned that the, the speakers and the different sound fonts full rgb so you know it was it was super cool to to be able to go ahead and just make our our dream sabers you know out of yeah, what there's something cool about building your own lightsaber Takes it to the next level. I'm trying to get Catron to do it at Disney because we go to Disney together, you know, every couple of years. I'm like, 
you gotta build a lightsaber, man. It's so fun. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to spend. That don't want to spend two hundred dollars. <laughs> it's worth it. Honestly, don't, don't eat. Just two from Grim's and Don for that. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's sort of the, the experience. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, I'm trying to think, Patron. Do you have any uh, questions? But we, this is kind of jumping back, so I apologize. Yeah, but fine. you know, you oh, talked yeah. about yeah. Let's rewind. Talk about this again. <laughs> no, but you talked about uh, it being kind of like fencing. So how does the scoring work? I mean, is it are you you know when you hit on a certain body part or uh, not hitting the saber, I guess. Uh, how's that work? Well, before we actually answer that, um, I had a quick question. How long do yeah. these? Uh, how long do your recordings usually last? Seven hours. No, I'm <laughs> seven <kidding>. hours. We're, <laughs> well, we're... we shoot for <laughs> we shoot for like an hour. So, so we're yeah. like in an hour and four minutes right now. Uh, okay. Well, I was just wondering if if we should try and schedule another uh, another session, like before we actually start talking about. Killzone Saber Combat League. Oh, I, I don't, yeah. Like if, if if that's actually something that we would uh, want to have a little bit more time to go into, you know, oh, to see like how people actually have stuck around this long. We got time. <laughs> we got time. If it if it if it ends up being too long, then you know what I do. I make two. Episodes. I cut that nice. baby in half and make nice. two episodes. That's cool. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, well, like um, with the uh, with the saber combat community, there are a couple of formats. You know, it started with the different guys like Ludo Sport and um, the the Force Academy out of Singapore, and you know, just different places like that. But here in the United States, it was uh, the Saber Legion that's the most commonly accepted. Um, or the first, anyway. They were the the first, most certainly. Uh, then, very you know, shortly after, came out uh, Lightspeed Saber League, and Lightspeed is light based fencing. It is the technical side of saber combat. So, a lot of what you would see in like a tournament fencing or Olympic fencing, those type of movements and you know actions are happening with Lightspeed. But um, whenever you know, whenever I started fighting, I, I didn't have any formal background, but also I, I you know. I had to learn these things, you know, just based on my own personal style and the small things that I had learned. And I was able to develop my style through um, focusing not on, you know, being hit in the hand, being hit on the, the, you know, the foot, the leg, different things like that, that, you know, they would score against you. The whole point with what we do and what we've made with Killzone is that, you know, you should never be hit, but you should be able to penetrate the, the defense of the opponent, you know, finding their kill shot you know that should be your your goal is being able to get inside the kill zone and um we've found that it helps us quite a bit you know by way of not sacrificing ourselves to to hit somebody you know a lot of the time with saber legion you'll see them take a you know a simultaneous hit but whoever got there first takes the point you know it doesn't work that way with us if you both got hit you both died you know, <laughs> it's a lightsaber. It is. But um, yeah. Steve and I, whenever he uh, came down, you know, we were able to really put some time into discussing the future of it because I, I let him know, you know, Saber Force Academy is for, our, for my community. This is for Galveston County and the surrounding areas, young children that, you know, otherwise wouldn't be able to hold a lightsaber and feel like a Jedi, you know, like that's yeah. for my community. But yeah. for our Saber Combat community, I let him know, you know, about Killzone, taught him what I had with Killzone, and we were able to develop the format even further. And um, we're also uh, partnered with Kevin from Kyber Combat in developing the sport even further. We've asked him to join in with us in developing the sport so that the, you know, the, the three main 
capitals, you know, Texas are going to be coming together to develop a sport made for the people by the people. And um, Steve could tell you a little bit more about the rule set and things and how it's it's benefited him. Right. So when it comes to um, that, that was a real a real point of contention for me was whenever um, I have an opponent uh, back home in Austin, where I'm at currently um, with the Austin Saber League, where uh, we, we would have an opponent and we both go in for um, we both go in for like like one of us goes in for a strike and the other one's just waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay, he moved in, so I'm going to thrust my saber out real quick and try and tap him first. Made no move whatsoever to deflect the blade. There was, and, and, and whenever I was watching this, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I need to work on my defense because I need to feel like I'm a fighter and that I have a person and a body. And so, like, we were, I was talking to a brother about this, and it's not about who gets the point first. It's about... Um, not getting touched and getting into your into the kill box into the kill zone of your opponent and so we talked about that what is a kill zone a headshot and a torso shot and for torso we're talking about from here to here like on the inside like on the outside of the arm that's considered arm on the inside of the arm up to you know your your neck and down to your waistline front back sides these are all the torso so um, this is the sport of kill zone. This is your objective. You're going for the head and you're going for the torso. If you're intentionally striking your opponent's leg, then you'll get flagged because it's not the kill zone, right? So there are penalties whenever you go for um, from the knee down. And one of the one of the benefits of being in the sport kill zone is that you don't have to go out and have that crazy uh, super protective uh, leg armor from your knees up it's armored just because we don't need to lose a kneecap trying to play uh, trying to play with our lightsabers you know but from from the knee below you don't have to have that protective gear and you know if someone is intentionally going for those leg shots it's not gonna work out but um so there are several different formats about uh, kill zone. Um, several, di- several different levels, and we'll, we'll color we'll color them. So the light side of the force, the dark side of the force. So kill zone light is also the light version of kill zone, mm-hmm. where it's something where in someone's backyard with their buddy, they can already start to put themselves. You know, we're going to have an app developed, we're going to have the website, and we're going to have a full um, database of all of the fighters and their rankings and what, uh, like who they fought against, uh, what the point scores were, um, uh, and their own individual rank within the kill zone ranking structure. Um, so the kill zone light is something that can actually be achieved in a backyard with one other person. And it's counting headshots and counting torso shots. So um, that's all. Whoever wins, uh, whoever has the most points in... Say again? It's a five-minute bout. So you can have as many rounds as you'd like, but as many of those points he's talking about, 
is within that five minute time frame. Or, you know, if you're still beginning, you can start at a lower time frame, but the max amount is, is five minutes. That's right. So it's actually a five minute match. Um, so one match is five minutes and then about is every single time that you would reset. Like, um, if someone gets a torso or a headshot automatically at that moment, you both reset back to your corners. And that was about so, and, um, it's all about counting up those points until the end of the match and the match winner is going to take that ranks that ranked win. Um, that's kills on light. It's super easy to keep track of with your points, especially if you set up a little tripod in your camera. You can watch your fight on YouTube. Um, but uh, then there's Killzone Dark. So whenever we actually have tournaments, regional Texas tournaments, uh, we have like citywide tournaments. Um, and ultimately, whenever we go national with tournaments, you've got Killzone Dark. So it's the dark side of the force, right? So Killzone Dark is where... All of the same rule set from Killzone Light applies, but now we're in the league, or now we're in the professional league, um, where the people that have gotten here and have already flown all the way to Las Vegas for the national tournament ship, if they put in all of that effort, they should be pretty good at their defense. And at that point, you get all of your positive points for your for your torso shots and all of your positive points for your headshots, and you also start taking negative points whenever you take a strike to the arm that's negative one. You take a strike to the leg that's negative one. So you can have two fighters that thought that they were incredible show up at the national tournament ship and leave with a score of negative two, and the other guy has a score of three. So three to negative two. You know, it's it's all about do not like start training yourself now. Don't take arm hits. Don't take leg hits. You know, um, you know, like uh, I, don't, I don't know how many times someone's lost a limb and survived in Star Wars. Right, so yeah. we will don't get hits. You didn't necessarily <laughs> die just then, but we will penalize. <laughs> take it's like dying. And there's other things uh, that'll you know give you a penalty. One of which is touching the ring. We use a twenty by twenty double decker ring that we were able to fashion out of you know PVC fittings and things, and we molded it for our use. And um, basically, you know, we put lights on and things for you know our, our meets and things to get that appeal going. But uh, if you touch the bottom layer, you lose one point. If you touch the top layer, you lose one point. If you touch them simultaneously, you lose a total of two points. Uh, if someone disarms you, you lose your saber, it goes flying, crashing into the ground. Make sure you bring the one that you want to get beat up and weathered. But if you lose your saber, you take a uh, penalty of negative three points to your current points. Uh, the whole point with that is don't drop your saber. Your saber. Uh, that's something that, you know, Obi-Wan told his apprentice, this is your life. <laughs> Don't lose this again. <laughs> you know, we, we want people to take those penalties, but take them with pride. You know, we have something um, that uh, it's all honor based. This is all you'll hear us shouting out things that are happening, happening in our matches. Go ahead. You'll see us put our, our saber to our helmet to right. notify the opponent that, you know, we've taken a hit and we are reciting yeah. on our way back to our corner. What happened to lead to that hit? We want everybody to be, completely aware of every strike they're taking because it helps them to remind themselves, you know, how did this happen? How can I avoid it? What did I do to cause myself to lower my defense? 
you know, things like that. Even, you know, Steve gets me all the time and it's a hit that I just wouldn't see coming, you know, but I've started to adapt to that and started to make him make adjustments in his style because I was able to adapt and building on one another. But um, like you said, with Killzone Dark, that's the, the league format for tournaments. But every person that's um, practicing Killzone Light needs to be, you know, getting into that habit as well, calling out the things. You won't be taking those penalties uh, except for ring touches and disarms. So, you know, if you get hit in the hand, get hit in the leg. You know, if you get hit in the, the hilt, you know, that doesn't count as anything against you. Um, it only counts in uh, Killzone Dark if you get hit in the arm above the wrist up to the the shoulder and from the knee up to the hip, that counts as a uh, as a negative one. But, um, you know, that's the cool thing about this is you can have really skilled people who are going for, you know, we actually have it to where the more advanced levels, kind of like with MMA and UFC, is that, you know, you would have three five-minute rounds, you know, things like that. So with us, you can go for a maximum of four or five-minute rounds within, you know, a minute of one another. So, you know, after you continue. It's a great, it's a rigorous workout. Um, but you don't even realize you're working out. You're just having such a blast. And um, that's the kind of thing you'll see in tournament. And that's how people can progress in their raking and things. But, um, you know, this is something that, you know, you've seen Karate Kid when you were growing up, right? You saw Makio just, you know, do the move, you know, and it, it, it inspired you to want to be the Karate Kid. You wanted to go to the dojo down the street. You asked your mom for the cash to go and do a class, you know. You you live that type of thing. Everybody loves lightsabers. It's something I found is whenever I ask people, "Hey, are you a Star Wars fan?" A lot of them say no, you know, and that's okay. I'm not going to push Star Wars. Not on, okay. You know? <laughs> 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 they should have. They don't hate me because I want them to come out. <laughs> but you know, I say, "Well, do you do you think that lightsabers are cool?" And they said, "Well, yeah." It's like, all right, come over here, <laughs> you know, but. Um, uh, but you know, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, a community coming together and, and having that kind of honorable combat, you know, it's combat. You expect it to be something that's, you know, fend for yourself, every man for himself, but you see, you know, friends there that are saying great hit, like, wow, I can't believe that happened, you know, and they're calling their own hits. They're not embarrassed. They're not ashamed. They're proud that they sustained that hit because they know exactly how it happened. And you ain't going to get me the same way next time. You know, it's that type of spirit. And, um, you know, some sports will actually have it where um, if a ref does not throw a flag, if a ref doesn't stop the fight, if a ref doesn't make a call, then the fight continues. You know, and so like, how many refs can we fit into this ring so that we catch y'all doing what you're doing? Um, but not kill zone. Well, um, we will have someone there to, uh, you know, we'll have someone to officiate, you know, someone who's watching things closely. But, um, um, but the entire point of Killzone is honor, it's community, it's respect. And that's the foundation, the cornerstones of Killzone. So when it comes to um, every single time that you're being hit, and that's one of the reasons that we both love to fight with our our thick wall, you know, our heavy, our heavy grade blades is that you feel it whenever it actually connects. There was no light tap, like, um, in the beautiful sport of, uh, of light speed, um, which 
King Snow created, you know, it was kind of like the answer to TSL. Um, it's a very elegant sport, as he was saying, Shin was saying, it's a very technical sport, but they have three quarter inch blades and they'll tap you with a whisper. You don't know that you've been tapped. And so that's why they have to have refs there to notice everything. Um, with Killzone, we're fighting with, um, uh, what is it, seven eighths, like, I'm thinking about like the thickness of it itself. It's like one yeah, eighth of an eighth inch, inch on both sides on the outer diameter. The inner diameter is like um, this seven eighths inside. Anyway, it's a super heavy, thick blade, and when you get yeah. hit, you know, <laughs> you know. And so the second that that happens, you immediately disengage, put your saber up, and tap the hilt to your helmet as you walk away back to your corner. And there we go. Look at how thick that is. It's incredibly thick. Wow. Thank you, Shane. That's a thick boy. Yeah. yeah. And they don't they don't tend to bend, you know, they don't tend to break. Oh uh, yeah. They break whatever they hit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So um, whenever it comes to uh, you know, if you're fighting in kill zone light format, um, I mean, Shane and I, we train ourselves in kill zone dark just because um, we want to take that very, very seriously, you know, setting the example and, and to know how far we can take it with our own personal defense, not getting touched. But your typical kill zone light match, which is non-tournament rules, you know, you catch your head and you catch your, uh, you know, you catch your torso shots. And so the second one of those happens, you disengage, helmet up to, or saber up to the helmet, go back to your corner and yell out, head, chest, back, head, head. If you're like me, head, 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 because this guy is a head collector. Um, but uh, if you're actually doing kill zone dark format, which is of course in tournament rules, then um, as you get struck in the arm, you're going to yell out arm, and then you get hit in the arm again, arm, and then you get hit in the chest, you're going to say chest. So that someone who is watching these fights, you can actually do it in your backyard with a third person with has a, a little a little a little board there and they can just whenever they hear steve say the worm the word arm under steve's section put a little notch under arm if steve says the word head put a notch under steve's where where it says head so that at the end you can follow all of the negatives the negative points and all the positive points they're all allocated into and then suddenly you know exactly like as it's happening you can track the progression of the fight itself and you can rank yourself and put your you know you can upload the upload the uh, video to the killzone website or the killzone youtube page or you know or you can just post your data up in the up in the app and know exactly where you're placing and ranking so we got some great things that we're working towards but you know, it's it's been an incredible journey the whole way along, and uh, the reason that we created Killzone to be the way it is is because it's we're trying to make it as simple as possible. We want anybody and everybody to be able to do this at a moment's you know chance. And um, you know, we've had a lot of people come out, and you know, we don't have them really sparring at first, but we have them doing these motions and telling them what you know, what it means when they take a hit in these certain spots and it builds this interest in them and they say, I can do this. And it gives me a lot of fulfillment and joy to see people 
find the force that's inside of them because it is a really real thing. It's not just a galaxy far, far away. We have, you know, we have the the juice of stars inside of us. We are made of the dust of the cosmos. Yes. We have the force inside of us, and we just have to find it. And you know, it's it's really nice to be able to help one another find it. So you know, just like with Steve, I was able to transform as a fighter through trying to help him to transform through as a fighter. You know, and he didn't set out to make me better, but it, he achieved it. And you know, I wouldn't have been able to change. Uh, in all these great ways and the group wouldn't have been able to change, you know, if we hadn't had him to help us to, you know, think a different way. Cool. So it just takes the community. Cool. That's really cool. One of the things uh, we we do as a podcast is we've been involved with uh, Comic Palooza in Houston nice. and uh, they, they have a, um, the, the, I guess we've been two years, right? <laughs> and and we we're supposed to go this year. Yeah. This year was canceled. And they have a sword fighting group, right? And you can learn how to, to duel, you know? And it's like, I think, and I, I don't know that I ever really saw that many people over there, but I think with what you guys are doing, I I really think it would do really well. Like, people would flock to that. Because, like, like you said, everybody wants to wield a lightsaber. Uh -huh. And they're all dressed up, so they're going to be dressed up. But it's like, it's but it's just the fun, you know? It, they can go and learn those moves and and do that. So you guys should totally look into that. You probably have already, I'm sure. Yeah. But you know, no, getting just, into to I'm cons, you know, that. that's really awesome. So, I, I, yeah, I think it would do really well. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> they even have like, there's this one part of the uh, of Comp Palooza's. Uh, they have the Jedi's and and uh, they, they have that little parade where they had everybody that has a lightsaber basically, and lightsaber. they're all decked out. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, they're, of course, these are show pieces, not, yeah. uh, they're not battle, but it's, you know, everybody's into it. So if you guys have all of your, your, um, the ones that you can let them wield and, and, yeah. and try it out, I think people would just, they'd flock to that because everybody wants to do it and they don't know how to get into it and don't know this is, it exists. So I, I think it, it, it yeah. could do, again, do very well there. Then at the Crimson Dawn booth is like right beside them. Yeah. They go, now if you want to go buy these lightsabers. <laughs> this is where you'll buy these. Go yeah. right over exactly. here. Yeah. This yeah. could be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we, if we, we ever get say, We couldn't really say you break it, you buy it, because they're destructible. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys um, for coming on. Where can, uh, before I forget, where can everybody find you? Like, where could just... This is a chance to plug whatever you want to plug. We're going to find you. Well, we're grooming the, the Kyber Knights team, and I'm so happy that Steve has been able to take all these hard tricks that we've taken this year to, to really pound out, and he's taken all the tricks of the trade that we created together and the team created together to Austin. He's going to start the Kyber Knights. He's already got, I think, four or five fighters that are serious and ready to roll. Um, so you can find them. They're going to be getting the Facebook taken care of. They're also going to be setting up their own uh, channel. Steve's taking care of most of the uh, most of the saber battles and things, the video footage on his channel. But I know they're going to be making one that's dedicated for their group so they can really showcase the sport and themselves and their growth. Um, with Saber Force Academy, you can find us on YouTube under Saber Force Academy. Um, you'll see us with a bunch of lightsabers pointed into the middle of the the huddle and um, uh, 
Uh, we've got, uh, I think, 55-something videos up there, just different matches. We've done several uh, battle-tested reviews. Like uh, the one that we did for uh, Omega over at Grimms and Dawn, that's kind of how we're going to be doing these battle-tested reviews here on out because uh, we really like that feel and that format. But um, also uh, we do different games. We've, we've come up with a game that we called Danger Zone. It's uh, something that came out of Steve's brain. Uh, yeah. It's basically uh, a reverse King of the Hill. It's the good. Is like. the um, but it, it it's a lot of fun. It's really fun to watch also. Uh, we play a game that's called Force Ninja. It's based off of a, uh, a sword art um, form that makes it to where, you know, you have multiple people. You can only take one step at a time, but your goal is to... Uh. Uh, it's to strike your opponent, but with us, with Force Ninja, it's to strike the blade. Uh, it's like tag. I tag your blade with mine. Lightsaber tag. Blade Ninja many times. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to be coming up with like two versus two, three versus three, Battlegrounds, five versus five, Capture the Flag. Those are all yeah. things that are in the works. Um, but um, you can also find us on Facebook uh, under facebook.com backslash saberforce01. Um, we try to let people know what's going on with our events. We post pictures and you know, name drop the people uh, in our YouTube videos on the page so that people can see themselves fight and show their families and friends. Um, but also uh, be sure if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area to check yes. out Hyper Combat. They're fantastic and they're such kind people. They're very, um, uh, they're very generous and uh, good-hearted people, uh, the ones that own it, but also the members there. Um, so we're, we're just trying to, we're, and that's actually something that's really great. Kyber combat sent us a couple of our own shirts for their team. They, we came down to visit with them. We were super excited we to see their operations, see what our, our lightsaber family up in Dallas was doing with, you know, their side of what we do with our sport. And they treated us with such respect. They rolled out the red carpet, just like Eugene did and, you know, made us feel like we were part of their family already. Uh, hooked us up with a couple of their type of blades so that we can practice things because we're going to be um, we're considering becoming a light speed base as well at Saber Force Academy so that we have both sides of the coin. Uh, but they sent us these Kyber Combat shirts. I'm wearing the Saber Force Killzone shirt just because you know I'm, that's what I bleed. But uh, Steve's waiting on the Kyber Knight shirt to come in, so I told him, "Hey man, rock the Dallas colors." So you know, um, and it's just been a incredible journey and. Uh, they're where we got a lot of inspiration to start our own group. You know, I spoke with Kevin, uh, one of the original owners of Kyber Combat, and, and he told me real early on, probably about five months in or four months in, he said, don't give up, man. You know, I know it's discouraging when you show up. You show up with all your gear and your lightsabers, and you're the only one there. He's like, I've been there, dude. Don't give up. You know, your community needs this. You need this. Bring this to people. And that's what you get when you deal with Kevin. He's beautiful. He's awesome. He's a great person. And, you know, he inspired me to do what I'm inspiring Steve to do. And we're inspiring everybody that we can to, hey, if this isn't in your area, all it takes is two people and two lightsabers. Go out there with honor, respect, and love for one another and have a great time. That's right. And now we're, now we're inspiring you, Ryan, to, <laughs> to, to start the Houston group. And I, you also in, uh, in, at your home. Let's do this. Y'all let us know when you want the scorecards. Right. Then... <laughs> you got to start your uh, Memphis group. We'll get the Memphis group going. Yeah. Go. One group 
We'll all meet in Las Vegas. There you go. Oh man. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you Uh, for having us. Yeah. We're we're about like an hour 30, so I guess we should wrap this up. It's been fun. Uh, But yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be able to come down and check you guys out down there. Um, Hopefully the world gets back to semi being normal sometime (laughs) soon. Prayer to that. But if not, I'll I'll we didn't get to really talk about that. There's a there's social distancing, um, you know, at the meets. Like we're taking this super 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 careful, or, or, or very we're taking it very seriously. Yeah. The 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 meets are outdoors in the open air, right? We've got um, social distancing also, so no one is getting too close. Um, like you see, myself and my brother get right up in each other's um, space whenever you're watching our videos, but that's because we lived together. So yeah. but everyone else, everyone else has to stay Six far. Long long blades. Blades. That's right. <laughs> long that are going to hurt you. You know, you, you keep your distance. For those that are watching, um, this is uh, an active sport. So there's heavy breathing, but that's whenever you're also taking, um, you know, you're, you're, you're keeping far enough apart from each other. And in addition to that, you're also taking breaks. This is COVID season. You know, we have to take this seriously. So the fighters are taking breaks in between so that they're not breathing and, and, and really respirating and, and, and struggling so hard. And then there's hand sanitizer everywhere. And then whenever someone shows up to collect their gear, they use the hand sanitizer pump and then open up the bag, grab their gear and they're responsible for that gear, and it stays separate from everyone else's until the very end. Whenever they put it back in, and then use a the hand sanitizer again. So, we're we're definitely taking um, precautions, but um, we're just not staying exactly in the cave at the house. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for having us. We yeah. really appreciate your time and for helping us to get the word out. Anytime, man. Thank you for coming on. Um, but yeah, well, you guys are welcome back anytime. We'll do some fun stuff probably in the future. Hopefully. We got plenty more to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll get we'll get Omega. We'll do some stuff, all three of it, or all three groups and, and we'll mm-hmm. have some, some fun. Anyways, so I guess uh, I'm Ryan and this is Chris at or Patron. Chris isn't here. Oh gosh. This is messing me up. Anyways, this has been episode one hundred and fifty nine of I Am Geek. And hopefully we'll catch you next week. Oh, yeah.